Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 89 of The Informed Catholic. We're going to do the uh, readings for the fourth Saturday of Lent, the fourth Saturday of Lent, and it's going to be episode 89. So please, if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job, please subscribe and share to my podcast. It would be a great help. So let's begin the prayer of the uh, the act of contrition. Uh, let's begin, please, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church, Guardian of the Family and Terror of Demons, pray for us. Saint Peter the Apostle, pray for us. Saint Paul the Apostle, pray for us. Saint John the Apostle, pray for us. Saint Mary Magdalene, pray for us. Saint John the Baptist, pray for us. Saint Benedict, pray for us. And Saint Athanasius, pray for us. Saint Ambrose, pray for us. Saint Augustine, pray for us. Saint Jerome, pray for us. And St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. St. Francis of Assisi, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, defend us from evil and pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, now we are in the um, fourth, we're at the end of the fourth week of Lent. And uh, this is Saturday. And the entrance antiphon is from Psalm 18. The waves of death rose about me. The pains of the netherworld surround me. In my anguish, I call to the Lord. And from his holy temple, he heard my voice. Amen. Okay, one more time. The waves of death rose about me. The pains of the netherworld surrounded me. In my anguish, I call to the Lord. And from his holy temple, he heard my voice. It's a beautiful psalm, and um, it expresses. I believe it's it's talking about the um, our Lord. is It's talking about our Lord who suffered in His passion, uh, who uh, took upon Himself our sins. All the psalms, all scriptures speak of Christ. The Catechism, of the Catholic Church, make it quite clear. All scripture speaks of Jesus Christ. The Psalms, remember on the road to Emmaus, as he's talking to his two disciples, he opens the scriptures to them. They don't realize it's him. 
in his resurrection and he explained the scriptures all the way from Moses through the Psalms to, to the prophets. And that was really kind of like a liturgical uh, a walk through the liturgy. And we have to remember that as Catholics, as believing Catholics, Orthodox Catholics, do not listen to these people who are um, using modernism to to discredit the Gospels, to to try to discredit the supernatural. The sacred scriptures, the reason why we have the Bible today in almost the whole world, everywhere in the world, in almost every language on earth, is because Christ, his kingdom reigns. His kingdom reigns from, it goes from Jerusalem to Rome, Rome, where the where he where he built his church on Saint Peter and Paul, on and on the martyrs, and goes all the way across the world, everywhere in the United States, wherever there's a Catholic church, wherever there's a, I would even say, even though the Protestants break away from 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 the Catholic faith, they are still they are still members of the kingdom, although not in fullness, they it's part of the kingdom with the Bibles printed and reprinted it's on podca- uh, podcasts like mine or audible you hear it you see it on tv on the radio in the movies in art in literature because christ's kingdom reigns and christ will have his gospel preached although it has it has not used reaches fullness yet because there are many places where it has not reached it has not reached every soul every soul has not come in, uh, come into the fullness uh, it, it, to satisfy the the desire of, of Christ, like the Muslims, in in some Muslim countries, in places like communist China, where the gospel's breaking through, Christ's reign will will be supreme. All right, let's begin the reading. Okay, before I begin the reading, let me just say um, I'm doing a correction right now because. Um, I thought I was being very clever when I did a lot of readings ahead of time. So uh, I accidentally deleted the original uh, recording of this podcast. So I'm I'm looking at the numbering. I'm hoping I don't get everything all messed up. So forgive me if I get you guys confused. But this is supposed to be Saturday for the, the, the end of the fourth week of Lent. So let's begin. This is going to be the reading from Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 11, verse 18 to 20. I am like a trusting lamb led to the slaughter. Okay, a reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 11, verse 18 to 20. I knew their plot because the Lord informed me that at the time, I knew their plot because the Lord informed me at that time you o lord you o lord showed me their doings yet like a trusting lamb led to the slaughter had not realized that they were hatching plots against me let us destroy the tree in its vigor let us cut him off from the land of the living so that his name will be spoken no more but you o lord of hosts o just judge searcher of mind and heart let me witness the vengeance you take on them, for to you I have entrusted my cause. Okay, one more time. 
a reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 11, verse 18 to 20. I knew their plot because the Lord informed me. At that time, you, O Lord, showed me their doings. Yet I, like a trusting lamb led to slaughter, had not realized that they were hatching plots against me. Let us destroy the tree in its vigor. Let us cut him off from the land of the living so that his name will be spoken no more. But you, O Lord of hosts, O just judge, searcher of mind and heart, let me witness the vengeance you take on them. For to you I have entrusted my cause. Okay, one more time. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 11, verse 18 to 20. I knew their plot because the Lord informed me. At that time, you, O Lord, showed me their doings. Yet I, like a trusting lamb, led to slaughter, had not realized that they were hatching plots against me. Let us destroy the tree in its vigor. Let us cut him off from the land of the living so that his name will be spoken no more. But you, O Lord of hosts, O just judge, searcher of mind and heart, let me witness the vengeance you take on them, for to you I have entrusted my cause. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 7 And the response is, O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers and rescue me. Least I become like the lion's prey, to be torn to pieces with no one to rescue me. O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. Do me justice, O Lord, because I am just, and because of the innocence that is mine. Let the malice of the wicked come to an end, but sustain the just. O searcher of heart and soul, O just God, O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. A shield before me is God, who saves the upright of heart. A just judge is God, a God who punishes day by day. O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. Okay, one more time. Psalm 7. O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers and rescue me. Least I become like the lion's prey, to be torn to pieces with no one to rescue me. O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. Do me justice, O Lord, because I am just, and because of the innocence that is mine. Let the malice of the wicked come to an end, but sustain the just. O searcher of heart and soul, O just God, O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. A shield before me is God, who saves the upright of heart. A just judge is God, a God who punishes day by day. O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. So, have you noticed the typological theme going on that's going through Jeremiah and Psalm 7? Jeremiah, 
I knew their plot because the Lord informed me at the time you, O Lord, show me their doings. Yet I, I, yet I, like a trusting lamb led to the slaughter, had not realized that they were hatching plots against me. Let us destroy the tree in its vigor. Let us cut him off from the land of the living so that his name will be spoken no more. Now, okay, the rest, of course, is Jeremiah crying, praying to God for justice against those. He says, but you, O Lord of hosts, O just judge, searcher of mind and heart. Let me witness the vengeance you take on them. For to you, I have entrusted, entrusted my cause. Now, it doesn't sound very, maybe, holy, asking for vengeance. But you got to remember, the state of Judah, Jeremiah was bringing his, his message, his warning to the last king of Judah, the last king on the line of David who basically have went into apostasy. Much of, of the, um, the princes, uh, the princes of, uh, of Judah and even the priests have fallen into apostasy. They've fallen into infidelity upon infidelity. Later on, you're, uh, in the readings, we're going to, we're going to see the, uh, one of the second book of Chronicles, um, the reason why I'm saying this, maybe there's a reason why the Holy Spirit m made me mess up in the, the recordings a little bit, because you're going to see, you're going to see everything kind of lead up to it. It's, it's reaching a high point in the history of Israel's, um, apostasy and infidelity. The second book of Crane, the King, second book of Chronicles, excuse me, second book of Chronicles is going to go over a review of all that led to their downfall. It's going to talk about the days of Jeremiah, and it's going to talk about the infidelity of the princes of Israel, how God has sent them one prophet after another, and how they have ignored the Lord. The Lord was generous, generous that he, he called Israel, he's calling Israel back. And then the Babylonians, the king of the Chaldeans, which is Nebuchadnezzar and his army, destroy the temple, destroy everything in Judah, and is going to lead, take them away. And the land will rest for seven years. I mean, for 70 years. Because they have fallen into apostasy and infidelity. They have betrayed it. That they were unworthy of, of God's mercy and God's love. They, were, they, made, they made sure that they were unworthy. And the reason why is, I want you to take a, 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 little, a little thought here. They get vanished from the land. They get banished. They're thrown out. They're kicked for 70 years. Not permanently, but 70 years. Adam and Eve got kicked out of Eden. Banished. And they, and, and, and they were prevented from ever coming back in. It's the same thing. When you... You have, God, God is very generous. He gives you, there's a, there's a saying on my job, I guess for, um, for people, you're given a lot of chances, sort of they said, but at the same time, you're given a long rope to hang yourself. Uh, in a sense, that's what happened to the people of Israel. The Northern kingdom also fell into apostasy. The Southern kingdom, the Northern kingdom is Israel and they fell into apostasy. The Southern kingdom, Judah. And then they fell into apostasy. They were split. 
kind of like the Tower of Babel when you think about it. It's constantly the same reenactment because it, it happens. People take for granted the blessings that are given to them and God will split them apart. It happens It happens in every sort of situation throughout history. Like I said also, why is it that we think we don't, we, 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 we dismiss that the blessings and curses that God gave to ancient Israel, why wouldn't it have passed down to the Christian civilization? It should. And you see here, Jeremiah is like a lamb to the slaughter. He is a type picture of Christ. He is a type picture of Jesus. The psalm itself speaks of, of, of persecution and of, of, of a holy man, which is Jesus Christ. The psalms all speak of Christ. Uh, all the prophets speak of Christ. And we need to see that. And that's important. So this is something we have to, we have to take, we have to understand. All right, let's move on from there to the gospel reading. All right. This is the um, the gospel according to St. John, chapter 7, verse 40 to 53. All right, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, Lord. Some in the crowd who heard these words of Jesus said, This is truly the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But others said, The Christ will not come from Galilee, will he? Does not the scripture say that the Christ will be of David's family? and come from Bethlehem, the village where David lived. So a division occurred in the crowd because of him. Some of the men even wanted to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him. So the guards went to the chief priests and the Pharisees who asked them, Why did you not bring him? The guards answered, Never before has anyone spoken like this man. So the Pharisees answered them, Have you also been deceived? Have any of the authorities or the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd, which does not know the law, is accursed. Nicodemus, one of their members who had come to him early, said to, said to them, Does our law condemn a man before it first hears him and finds out what he's doing? They answered and said to him, you are not from Galilee also, are you? Look and see that no prophet arises from Galilee. Then each went to his own house. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, one more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Chapter 7, verse 40 to 53. Some in the crowd who heard these words of Jesus said, this is truly the prophet. Others said, this is the, the Christ. But others said, the Christ will not come from Galilee, will he? Does not the scripture say that the Christ will be of David's family and come from Bethlehem, the village where David lived? So a division occurred in the crowd because of him. Some of them even wanted to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him. So the guards went to the chief priests and the Pharisees, who asked them, Why did you not bring him? The guards answered, Never before has anyone spoken like this man. So the Pharisees answered them, Have you also been deceived? Have any of the authorities or the Pharisees believed in him? 
But this crowd, which does not know the law, is accursed. Nicodemus, one of their members who had been um, who had come to him early earlier, said to them, Does our law condemn a man before it first hears him and finds out what he's doing? They answered and said to him, You are not from Galilee, are you? Look and see that no prophet arises from Galilee. Then each went to his own house. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. I don't know how I messed it up. <laughs> I guess I was trying so hard. And also because of what I'm going through with my neighbor upstairs. Um, I was trying to finish everything ahead of time. Because one of my commitment was to do the readings every day for Lent. For the, all of Lent. As much as, uh, you know, to try to f do every single one of them. And I want to keep my promise. And I guess maybe with the frustration with my neighbor upstairs and... And trying to be ahead because sometimes the noise can show up in the background of my uh, readings. I mean, I don't mind so much hearing a car horn or, um, you know, or whatever, like say some honking. I could fix it, like maybe record again if, if need be, or just, I know you guys can forgive it because I'll just sound maybe a little natural, but... I don't want uh, uh, the, the constant music because it usually happens for a few minutes, like a few seconds, the car horn or something, and then it's off. Um, but the the music, I just don't want that. I don't want to. I don't want to disrupt, uh, especially when I'm doing readings about scripture, you know, uh, with the daily readings from mass. So uh, please pray for me that I, this thing will be get resolved. Um, so. Again, we go back to Jeremiah and we can see the plot. Uh, Jeremiah is being plotted, uh, uh, attacked, and plots are made for him, made against him. Like you see now, what's happened with the noise there? Someone's muffler is popping. All right, so you can see it. And Jeremiah is known as the sorrowful prophet, the weeping prophet. Uh, and um, and even there's one point where the, the princes of Judah, they throw him in a kind of like a sewage. It's kind of like the same thing, which you see is what happened to Joseph, where his brothers plotted against him. Again, being Joseph being a type of Christ, Jeremiah is a type of Christ, even going back to Abel, uh, Cain and Abel, Abel being a type of Christ, Abel being a shepherd and Cain turning on him. And then you see um, you see that again with uh, Joseph, son of Jacob. His brothers turned on him and took him. They 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 stripped him the way Jesus was stripped of of his of his garments, and they threw him in an empty cistern, meaning like an empty well. Uh, the emptiness being that there that his brothers were empty of grace meaning empty of water it was dry because of their 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 love for him was dried up they 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 meant him ill will and then they took his clothing and dipped it in the in the slaughtered kid a lamb or a goat 
a type of symbol of, of Christ's passion that is to come. And then they pray. Here's an interesting thing. Joseph's brothers betrayed him for 20. They sold him for 20 pieces of silver. Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And I've been trying to figure out why, why that is. I know we're kind of moving away from the story a little bit. I figured 20 uh, being one uh, sort of like the two natures of Jesus. Uh, two times, like sort of like the, you could say maybe either it could represent the Ten Commandments or it could represent the, the, the two natures of Christ. And 30, three scores, represent the Trinity. And why silver? I've been trying to figure that out as well. Why in the world silver? And I think in many cases, it probably just represents uh, being the fact of either the purity, maybe because silver is bright and clear, but not 20 pieces of gold. I'm not too sure. I haven't been able to figure out why that is. But I think it has something to do with the Trinity. It has something to do with faith. And maybe it has something to do with, with uh, I guess you can say, uh, faith, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I have to look up. I have to look that up. But it's very interesting. But now we see, we see, we go from Jeremiah, we go to Jesus and you see how the people of Israel are amazed by him. They, they, they're, they're, they're mesmerized. They're amazed that someone has this courage to come up, to stand up and speak. And people know this. They know that they know the prophecies. They know about where the Messiah is supposed to come from. And they know that he's supposed to come from David. And they knew about the prophecy in Bethlehem. And then the question of over Galilee, there's a part of the prophecy they didn't realize where the Messiah would make his first appearance in Galilee. And then you see how the, the, the Pharisees and the priests are plotting. They want him arrested. But even the soldiers are amazed of the way he speaks. They said no one has ever spoken like this man. The God has never before has anyone spoken like this man. So the Pharisees answered them, how have you also been deceived? And notice their, their condescending remark. Has any of the Pharisees or, or, the, or the authorities accepted, uh, accepted him, believed in him? And then they, they, their condescension, the, they called the, they call them cut off. They believe they think the crowd is cut off, but you notice they know the scriptures. The people know the scriptures. They know about the about the Messiah. They know about the prophecy. And this is something we Catholics, we need to be more familiar with scripture. You can make the Bible part of your daily Catholic life. You can I mean, I really believe you should. Really, you can get a small Bible, you could read it, and it's not that hard to learn how to interpret, especially if you if you make it part of your daily life. You could listen to the Mass on, on a podcast, you can listen to the um, Mass readings. I mean, there's Father Mike Schmidt, he's doing the Bible through the year. I have to say, it's, it's really great listening to it and everything, and I think learning how to read, I've been studying the catechism um now i've gotten to the part about reading scripture 
the literal sense. We're going to go over it after Lent. Uh, I'm going to try to go over reading the Bible. Um, the the uh, the most beautiful thing about it is the literal sense. The literal literal sense, reading the scripture exactly as it is, and then there's the um, literal historical, putting the scripture in the proper context of history, uh, and then of course learning to um, decipher from it being historical book a wisdom book, a prophecy, figuring out the language and the time it was written, what was happening at the time, what was the author trying to convey the message. And then there's the spiritual, and the spiritual is broken up into uh, allegorical uh, analogy, uh, which is kind of like the same as allegorical. And then there's the anagogical, which is basically the more mystical heading to your, your, the scripture is to lead you straight to heaven, straight to, to union with God. Um, and the, 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 um, the spiritual, the spiritual interpretation, the spiritual, um, Inter interpretation has to be careful. You got to read it within the church's theology. You have to be familiar with the with the mass, with the liturgy, with the theology of the church. You really do. You have to not go like as Protestants go too far. Like go too far with the allegorical, uh, and you can go too far sometimes with even the spiritual. Go beyond, far beyond what the church intends. Because remember, we are Catholic and everything is within the sacraments. You have to read it all. You know, you have to read it all within your Catholic faith. That's why it's important to, you know, you could do it. It's not very, it's not hard. It just takes effort. It just takes willingness and a love for Jesus. The love for the faith that you're willing to do it. And also, you you can actually get better when we read some of the writings of the church fathers, read how the church fathers read scripture, how they interpreted it, and how they learned to interpret it from the apostles, like the, the apostolic fathers, the ones who came right after the apostles, the ones who knew the apostles it intimately, personally, we read it, we, we, we do that. And basically the one who taught us how to read scripture is Jesus Christ himself. We know like, um, the Ark of Noah is a type picture of the church and Jesus Christ. The door to the side of the Ark is actually a representation of Christ being pierced to the side. The animals who came into the Ark, all the animals represent the nations that will enter into the faith. You know, it just makes sense that way. And that's how, and the flood is a type picture of baptism as well as judgment. Noah himself is a type picture of Christ, right? Then um, we know that, like I said, Cain and Abel. Cain is a type picture of Judas or the man of sin. And Abel is a type fig figure of Christ because he's also a shepherd. Uh, both of them had the right to sacrifice to the priesthood. Remember, they all offered burnt offerings. And then, of course, uh, the Tower of Babel is a type picture of man trying to create a world apart from God, an antichrist world, a world empty of God and empty of God's love. Again, Abraham, and then of course the Babel, the, sorry, going to the Tower of Babel, it's, it's God confounding the world because the world itself, again, 
uh, within their sin, he confused them. And of course, the Holy Spirit does the opposite. It gives the, the, um, uh, the ability to speak in many different tongues, to speak the message. It reverses that curse because the gospel is supposed to transcend language and human beings. And then, of course, we move on. We move on from there. Um, we go to Abraham, who, again, is a type of figure, a type of Christ, who is God communicates his covenant to. And then we move on to Jacob and the um, the his sons. And then we go into Moses in Egypt. The Ark of the Covenant is a type picture of a uh, prefiguration of Mary. Uh, in the Ark of the Covenant, there is the two tablets of the law, a jar of manna, the five books of Moses. It's a type picture. Even the burning bush is a type picture of of the virgin birth because the bush burned and it didn't consume. That's how the church fathers understood it. The parting of the Red Sea, again, is a type picture of baptism. We're told this by Peter and 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 the I think some of the apostles and then how... You leave Egypt behind you as a way of leaving sin and you go into a new life. You know, all these things we can, we learn how to read them because the church has had a long history of teachers and we have, to, we, we, we receive the blessing of the Holy Spirit, the apostolic blessing, the succession of the apostles, the teaching magisterium of the apostles. All of it is speaks of the authority of Christ and his church. There's so much we can go through. There's so much. I mean, today I was reading Mark's gospel and I came across certain patterns, certain words that I could tell you, but just not enough time. See the background cars? I can, I can forgive that. All right. Um, you know, I'm glad I'd be able to do this, uh, but we need to, there's so much we need to do. Because I want to share a lot with you, and I want I want I want all of you to see that as a lay person, it's not hard to learn the faith. It's not hard to practice it. It's just a little effort, prayer, and also really asking the Holy Spirit to give you these graces to break away from certain things that are getting in the way. I mean, I myself struggled a lot, um, reluctance giving up some of my childish hobbies and everything. And now I see that life after, I guess maybe it's all this pandemic and shutdown made me realize, wow, you know, things can change. And what if, what happens? I mean, all my silly hobbies, uh, childish hobbies won't do me any good. And it hasn't done me any good. All I did was waste a lot of money on him. So uh, let's end it here. And let's say a prayer. Let's say our Father, Hail Mary, and a Saint Michael. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Okay, so um, I'll be back uh, with Sunday's readings. Okay, and I hope I don't mess up anymore with the pre-recordings. Okay, so God bless. Forgive me if I have. Uh, remember, continue with the Lent. Read the scriptures. And it's not impossible. It's not impossible to make this part of your daily life. Trust me. We all can do it. And we also, one of the beautiful things about this technology, we can actually connect with each other. We can connect with each other and we can learn. So please, uh, you can go to my Facebook page. If you have any requests or any questions, I'll be happy to help you. I'll be happy to respond. It'll be a great thing. So God bless and be well.